Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK back at you with another video here to break down the five game NBA DFS slate on DraftKings. If this is your first time watching, well, cover content for DFS, NFL, NBA, and four player prop stuff, prize picks. They would be the sponsor of the video. If you guys are not familiar with prize picks, you're building out slips of player props two, three, four, five, up to six. If you hit all six in one slip, you can win up to 25 extra money, which I did tonight. We'll recap that in a second. Uh, but yeah, having a ton of fun over there, but on it for years, making a lot of money. So if you guys do want to give it a try for a new user, you can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100, or you can use the link down below. And as always, if you guys look for more content uh, for DFS or for prop stuff, you can check my Patreon link down below. Been a great month. I was just checking my picket. Uh, almost 100% ROI on prop stuff for this month. We had 225x slips. It came close on a couple others as well. So been a really good month over there for prop betting. And uh, I want to apologize real quick. I know I've been inconsistent with uploads over the last month. I've been super, super busy. I have a lot of, a lot going on. Some exciting stuff I can't announce yet, but <clears throat> uh, that is the reason. Uh, I'm going to be trying to be more consistent with these uploads. And uh, yeah, so let's recap tonight. So we mentioned uh, that 25x slip, and this was it. So I saw the Pistons projections, and they all just felt a little bit too low. I knew there was, there was blowout risk in that game, right? It's about a 12 and a half point spread, but... Here's the thing with the Pistons, right? They run a very tight rotation in competitive games. So I was just praying the Pistons keep it competitive. They did. And Bojan, Stewart, Dern, and Ivy all hit. Um, and then I took quickly and Jared Allen. I took quickly assist uh, over four and a half assists in one slip. That hit, I think, in the first half. Took his fancy score in this one because the assist got bumped a little bit uh, before that. And then took Jared Allen, which was, I, I was going to be so, and I mean so, so incredibly tilted if uh, he would have uh, missed because of the random massive blowout. But yeah, second 25x slip we've hit this month. And uh, yeah, had a hater giving me some... A uh, guy was giving me a lot of shit for my Goddard pick uh, the other day. I was tilting that uh, on Twitter. Uh, he had like two catches called back. I got hooked on it, whatever. I was going nonstop. So better believe, I will say this. Number one piece of advice for anyone if you're going to get in the industry is always keep receipts. You better believe I went back and DM'd him this beautiful 25x slip. Just the 25x slip with a little kiss face emoji. Love, and I mean love dunking on the haters. Nothing, nothing makes uh, me feel better than that. So um, you, you love to see that. And uh, as far as DFS goes tonight, this was tilting. So I originally had uh, Manuel quickly, Donovan Mitchell uh, in my lineup. Uh, but then we got the Luke Cornette starting news. So I pivoted off Hauser to Cornette. Had to move some stuff around. Ended up going to Dame. The Bucks lose by 75 points. Also, the two guys I was really high in for tournaments, Jared Allen, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they're both under own, both absolutely nuking, nuking the slate. Ran a massive blowout to punish uh, the Cavs Sharks. Also, it's very high in the Raptors. Again, pivoted off quickly. He went for like 50. Uh, in this lineup, again, I went to Scotty Barnes. But uh, yeah, that was the recap there for DFS. Uh, hopefully, you guys got in the cash. And uh, let's talk about this slate. So Chicago, Toronto's the first game here. For Chicago, uh, injury report, you got Drummond is probable. Uh, you got Ayodesumu is questionable. Not huge, uh, but we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, Patrick Williams also questionable. And uh, DeLon uh, Terry is probable. As far as the top end guys go, Booch, Levine, DeRozan, well, they're back to playing, you know, good minutes. Usvich, 7.5K. DeRozan, 7.3K. A little revenge spot, too, if you guys are into that. And Zach Levine, 7.1. I mean, the big three all firmly in play. They all feel a little bit too cheap. Um you know, for a good part of the season, these guys were 8K plus. So all three of them look pretty good. And then Kobe White, sub 7K, is playing huge minutes. 
couple subpar games of late, but we've seen some big games in him as well. So, honestly, the top four bowls, I think, are solid point-per-dollar plays. Vooch, DeRozan, Levine, and Kobe White. As far as the rest of Chicago goes, you got Alex Russo, 5.6. He should see around 30 minutes. His minutes have ticked up of late, 34, 32, 29, 33, and 31 minutes over the last few games. If there is no Desumu and there's no Pat Williams, you should feel a little bit better about his minutes. Again, Pat Williams, 3.7K if he does play. I actually think it would be a decent value play. Um, Io's 4.4. I don't love it, but again, there's no Pat Williams. He'd look a little bit better. Drummond, he's in a backup. Vooch, he'll play like probably whatever. Vooch does not play, but 22 minutes last game. Um, we know he's a good point for a minute guy, but I don't love the price on him. And yeah, so that's pretty much it for Chicago. Let's talk about Toronto. So no Pascal Siakam. Uh, I may know quickly. I mean, this guy's been making me a ton of money. Since he's gone to Toronto, I've been hammering his props every day. I've been playing him a ton in DFS. And yeah, it's been working out. So uh, with no Pascal Siakam, I mean, there's a good amount to like here for the Raptors. So Scotty Barnes, 8.1K. Floor plus ceiling goes up. Uh, for him, he should play mid-30s minutes. I think he's reasonable. He's been a little bit quiet over the last couple of months, but still firmly in play. I don't think he'll be super popular. Quickly, Barrett, uh, you know, these guys should play 30-plus minutes. 7K for quickly. We, we've seen the ceiling on him. RJ Barrett's been playing pretty well, uh, too. So those two look pretty good to me. Uh, Dennis Schroeder came out the bench. He probably will play around 30 minutes. I think he's, like, a standing out as a pretty good value. Gary Trent started. He played 31 minutes. We know the ceiling, Gary Trent, we just saw it tonight. But this is also the floor if he's missing a shot. So we'll see what the ownership is on Gary Trent. I feel like he'll be a bit over-owned tomorrow. But, I'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep on the ownership there. As far as the rest of Toronto goes, you got Porter, Thad Young. Should kind of split the center position. 18 minutes of Porter to deal with some foul trouble, 4.6K. Thad Young, 3.9, played 28 minutes. Uh, you know, a little annoying he's only got center eligibility. But uh, I think he's still a decent value play. My boy, Boucher. Uh, did see a slight minutes bump at 18 minutes. We know he's not a bad point per minute guy, but I don't think he's going to see huge minutes, but at sub 4K, like he's definitely a, vi- uh, definitely a viable value. I don't know if I get to anyone else. You did see some Grady Dick in the rotation, uh, but not enough. Uh, or he didn't play enough for me to continue. Talk about Washington and New York. So Washington, no Gafford, but we do have newly acquired Marvin Bagley and Isaiah Livers that looks like they will be available for this game. So, um... Yeah, Washington, as far as who starts for Gafford, I mean, I would assume they probably go Bagley. They don't really have any other bigs. They traded away Muscala. Um, so if Bagley starts, I actually really like him at 4K. Now, is Bagley a good real-life NBA player? No, but he's not a bad fantasy uh, player, right? And if he starts, probably see, like, I don't know, at least mid-20s minutes or so. So Bagley would be a really good value if he starts. Again, we'll keep an eye on the starting lineup. They could just try to go small with Kuzma at the five, maybe throw like Bilal Kulabali in there. Definitely something they could do. We've seen Kuzma start the five a couple games for the Wizards already. Top end, Kuzma, 8.6. Um, I don't love the price point on him, but uh, still a viable contrarian play. He would look a little bit better if he starts at the five. You got Tyus Jones at 6.5, Denny Advia, 6.4. Um, in competitive games, these guys' mitts have ticked up a bit of late. Just a matter of can they keep it competitive, right? And playing on the road in New York, there definitely is some blowout risk in this game. Jordan Poole, again, minutes have been solid, right? They're like 30, 29, 34, 32 in competitive games. So uh, these Wizards are, I think, interesting contrarian plays. Koulibaly's 4.4. I think he should see mid-20s minutes, uh, maybe a little bit more. Again, we'll keep it on the starting lineup. I don't mind him for value. Also, the one thing with Koulibaly, too, is we've seen him close in a lot of blowouts as well. So he's kind of blowout proof. The rest of the Wizards, I mean, you got 4.2K for Kispert. It's never exciting, but he'll see 15 to 20 minutes most likely. Lon Wright will see some rotation minutes. Again, we don't really know how it's going to work like Livers and Bagley, but starting lineups to be pretty important there. Um, all right, let's talk about the Knicks. Knicks, they're in a great spot here. I mean, Randall, 8.8K. 
uh, looks good. Brunson, 8.5K looks good. Just a matter of, again, can Washington, can Washington keep it competitive? But, yeah, the main Knicks look good. Hartenstein, if he can avoid foul trouble, I mean, he's just playing huge minutes. He played 41 minutes tonight. Uh, so, yeah, I have no issue with him. You got OG, who's also playing big minutes. Played 43 minutes tonight. Uh, not a guy with a massive ceiling, but relatively high floor for the amount of minutes that he is getting. The rest of New York, DiVincenzo, 5.8. The minutes have not been amazing on him, 24-19 over the last couple games. So he's more of a contrarian play. McBride moved back to the bench with Brunson back. He's out of play. Uh, Josh Hart is 4.9. You'll probably see somewhere in the neighborhood of like 25 to 30 minutes. Um, 4.9K makes him a decent value play. I don't think he can get to anyone else. A Chul back up. Hardenstein, but again, they're just playing Hardenstein huge minutes. Oklahoma City and Utah. So SGA been a little bit quiet over the last couple games, but this is a nice bounce back spot here against Utah. Price has dropped a bit on him. Uh, I really like SGA if you can if you can afford him. Chat sub 8K, you know, should see around 30 minutes or so, maybe a little bit more, but a little bit quiet as well. But we know the ceiling that he provides. I think he's a good contrarian play. Jalen Williams is playing pretty consistent. He's playing big minutes. So um, I think he looks like a good option in the mid-range. Got nice eligibility as well. Giddy at 6.2. The Mets have been not great on him, 22-19 over the last couple games. So right now, more of a contrarian play. Now, is he out of play? No. We've seen games where Giddy's played high 20s minutes, but again, in competitive games, it's like, yeah, the minutes have not been amazing. Lou Dort, 5K, probably sees high 20s minutes. More of a secondary play for me. The rest of this Thunder team, you got Isaiah Joe. This has ticked a little, uh, up a little bit of late. We know he's going to chuck when he's out there, and he's making shots like last game. He has a ceiling, so... Goes, you know, fine contrarian play, but again, the price is up on him. Cason Wallace is 4.1, probably sees, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes. Kenneth Williams, I think, is an okay contrarian value. He'll mostly like to see mid to high teens minutes. Uh, so if you need something super, super cheap, uh, like, not the worst option. All right, let's talk about Utah. So, Markinen, 8.3K, I think looks really good. In a competitive game, you should see low to mid-30s minutes from him. I mean, he's been smashing. Uh, price seems too cheap on Markin. I do like him, and I do have Anderson Clarkson as well. Probably in a competitive game, he's 30-plus minutes. Last game was a massive blowout, so they put 27 minutes, but ceiling's been there. The price is ticking up on him, but I still think he's firmly in play. The rest of Utah, again, they kind of go with the hot hand, but Sexton, uh, we know has a ceiling. I mean, even in limited minutes, he's been putting up some big games, so you have to have Anderson Collins, Sexton, Chris Dunn, Keontae George. These guys will be in the rotation as well. Dunn's been averaging like high teens to low 20s minutes. He's got nice eligibility, too. So I think Dunn's a pretty good value play. Canton George off the bench, um, 24, 27, 24 minutes out over the last couple games. I think he looks decent. You got the front court group of like Collins and Kessler and uh, Kelly Olenek. They, they kind of ride the hot hand here with these bigs, um, which makes it a little bit tricky to feel good about anyone. But I mean, one of those guys can have a really good game for the price points, right? You got 5.5 for Collins, 4.5 for Kessler, and 4.1 for Kelly Olenek. Not exciting playing the Jazz, but yeah, like these guys do. A lot of these guys do feel underpriced. Fettuccine Alfredo kind of rounding out their rotation. We'll see low to mid 20s minutes. Um, he's okay, but I think I'd rather. T- I like the ceiling more with those bigs that we just talked about. Pacers and Kings. So this one's tough to talk about. You have like 27 guys in the injury report for Indiana. Halliburton questionable. Matherin questionable. Naismith questionable. Obi Toppin questionable. Bruce Brown traded. Um, yeah, it's tough to say. If all those guys are out, then like McConnell, Nemhard, they'll split the point guard position. They would both look great. Would prefer McConnell at a similar price point. Field would probably play big minutes. Miles Turner would probably have to play big minutes. Jalen Smith would probably have to play big minutes. We'd even have to start considering guys like Walker and Shepard and guys like that. But um, if everyone is in, then Halliburton, if there's no limitation, I actually really like him in a revenge spot against the Kings. Uh, but again, he's been out for a bit. 
and we'll see if he's on the limit if he's available to play. So, um, yeah, and outside of that, like, I don't think anyone would stand out, but, like, there would be some decent options in the mid-range with these wings, like Naismith and Heald and guys like that. I don't, we'll have to keep it on the news for Siakam to see if he'll be available too, because if Siakam's available, that would definitely hurt a lot of these guys. And for Sacramento, so, I mean, my boy Sabonis also been making me a lot of money of late. I've been playing him in GBPs almost every single slate. It's been working out. Um, he continues to smash revenge spot, playing huge minutes in competitive games, played 39 minutes last game. I really like Sabonis again. I don't think the ownership's going to be massive, but um, yeah, I really like Sabonis. Darren Fox at 9.1, more of your contrarian play, but 47, 51 fans points over the last couple games. He will also play big minutes. Malik Monkson playing good minutes off the bench. I would expect high 20s to low 30s minutes. Reasonable price point for him. The rest of the Kings, you got Keegan Murray at 6K, you know, in a competitive game without foul trouble. He probably is going to get low to mid-30s minutes. I mean, and playing well. Can't deny it. Uh, Herder, 5.2. His minutes have been a little bit all over the place, but still viable for GPPs. You got Harrison Barnes at 4.3, 30-plus minutes back-to-back games. But before that, 21, 22, and 14 minutes. So his minutes are not secure, but he's really cheap. And if you give him 30-plus minutes, he's going to stand out as a pretty good value. Um, off the bench, I do think Trey Lyles is interesting. You know, minutes have been kind of all over the place on him, too. It's like the Kings, outside of a few guys, will ride the hot hand. But, um, I mean, Lyles played 33 minutes a couple games ago. Uh, I think he's still an interesting contrarian value. All right, final game here, Memphis, Minnesota. So this game has a lot of ball rest for Memphis just because, like, they have, like, half the team out, right? Ja out for the season. Obviously, no Adam and Clark. And no Bain, no Marcus Smart, no Derrick Rose. So, uh, but if this game is competitive, there's definitely some interesting plays here for Memphis. So you got Jaron Jackson Jr. at 7.6K. He's the guy with the highest ceiling. I mean, he shot four of 20 last game and still for 40-plus fancy points. So if you think they can keep it competitive, Jaron has a very, very high ceiling. Vince Williams has really stepped up since uh, the Grizzlies have been extremely shorthanded. 36, 38 minutes. I mean, he's stuffing the stat sheet. almost had a triple-double a couple games ago. Uh, reasonable price point for him. Yeah, I really like him if you think they can keep it competitive. Tillman, again, they're, they're short on bigs. He's been starting and playing 30-plus minutes a game. I think he's a pretty good play as well. Uh, if you if you think Memphis can keep it competitive, Luke Kennard should start. Uh, he should play 30-plus minutes. We know if he's knocking down his shots. He has a pretty high ceiling. Um, David Roddy, 4.6. Probably see somewhere in the neighborhood of like mid-20s minutes. Reasonable value with nice eligibility. Panty Claus, Aldama. Uh, the minutes have not been amazing on him. But Aldama's not a bad point-per-minute guy. If you get a game where he plays 20-plus minutes, like he could smash. So he's interesting, but there is some risk there. Dyer Williams, a 4.4. You know, 20-ish minutes last three games. Uh, I think he's like an okay value option. Uh, Jacob Gilliard, 4.2. Uh, you know, minutes have not been great on him. But if the game blows out, he would probably get extended. Uh, same with like a GG Jackson, right? Um, 27, 29 minutes over the last couple games. So uh, this team is interesting, right? Uh, a lot of guys that are that are viable here. And like, if you think Memphis gets destroyed, you know, look to guys like, you know, Gilliard and GG Jackson and Zaire Williams. If you can keep it competitive, I mean, look to these top-end guys. There's there's some good options here on Memphis. It just kind of depends on what you think happens with the game. And then for Minnesota, so fully healthy team. Um, good spot here. I mean, Ant and Cat, 8.4 and 8K respectively, both look good. I think if I had to pick one, I would give the edge to Anthony Edwards over Carl Anthony Towns. Gobert, reasonable. Um, should be able to have his way against this front court. I don't really know if there's anything else, though. I don't think I'm going to get to the secondary options like Conley, McDaniels, my boy Nas Reed, slow-mo, my boy NAW. I just, eh healthy team kind of tough to prioritize those guys but i do think ant can't both look good anthony edwards being my preferred option okay so that's gonna wrap it up for the video as always if you do enjoy make sure to like subscribe hit the notification bell 
keep an eye out. I'll try to get prize picks video up after this. See you guys all in the next video.